Hi, I'm Chelsea, the Christian Nutritionist. Welcome to the Christian Health Club podcast. We are here to fire you up in spirit, mind, and body so that you can get out into the world and be everything God created you to be. Welcome to the club. Here we go. Hello, friend. Welcome back to the club. How are you today? I just finished recording a video for my Christian Health Club members about overeating. We are doing an overeating workshop. Um, I'm doing two videos, giving them some um, guide sheets to go over, and we're talking about overeating. We just wrapped up Feast of Fast. We had a great round of the Back to School Reboot. And so what happens is when we are between rounds of Feast of Fast in the Christian Health Club, we do other things. We keep learning. Um, we keep uh, moving forward in our health goals. And so I've been wanting to address this problem of overeating for a really long time because I think it affects all of us. I know for a fact that it affects me. And when it comes to overeating, there are physical reasons that we overeat and there are mental reasons that we overeat, reasons that start up in the mind. And um, today I really want to dive into the mental and the mind reasons. So in the health club, in the first video I did, we, I dug all into the physical reasons that we might be overeating and then the one I just recorded was all about the mental and mind reasons. And um, the truth is, is that regardless if there, there are physical things going on that are driving you to overeat. And when I'm talking about overeating, we are talking about eating more than your body needs. Eating when you're not hungry. Eating um, more than you want to. You know, when it almost feels like it is against your will, like sometimes you feel like there is an alien inside of you driving you to eat and you don't even know that you're doing it. There are real physical reasons that that happens and there are real mental reasons that that happens. Um, but either way, if they are physical reasons, it's going to take a mental change to overcome it. Okay, so I have so many clients that I have worked with over the years, and whether it's overeating, whether it's, um, you know, they want to lose weight or get clearer skin or, you know, support their digestive problem, like overcome constipation or whatever it may be, I can give them the tools, you know, okay, this is what we have to do. Um, you know, change these foods. Um, you need to maybe incorporate the supplement. Um, sit your butt down when you're eating because you can't digest if you're standing up, uh, you know, whatever it is, I can give them all of these physical tools to do the things um, to help them support their health and reach their goals. And a lot of times they don't do it. They just don't do it. And um, why is that? Well, um, that's because of a decision that starts in the mind. Okay, so 
anything that happens in the physical starts in the mental. That's why whenever we're talking about this full spirit, mind, body approach, I put it in that order on purpose. A lot of people say um, mind, body, spirit. I'm like, no, 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 no. That's out of order. We start with spirit. We want to be spirit fill, filled. We want to be led by the Holy Spirit. We want the Holy Spirit to fill our minds. Okay. Um, then our minds have to be right in order to drive physical health because there's nothing again that starts in the physical. There's nothing that we do in the physical that doesn't start in the mind. All changes that we have to make, whether it is, you know, changing your food or changing um, a life, making a lifestyle change, adding a supplement, um, whatever, you know, going to bed earlier, whatever it is to support your health, you have to make a decision to do it and you have to do it. And that starts in the mind. So today, um, I want to really go into the reasons that we overeat that start in the mind. And, um, so this would be where you would start anyway, whether you have any of those physical reasons, um, for overeating or not. And those physical reasons include things like, you know, nutrient deficiency, um, overgrowth of a a bad gut bacteria, um, not being metabolically flexible, not digesting well, your metabolic hormones could be off, your leptin, your ghrelin, you could have, um, you know, your dopamine um, response could be way out of whack. And so all of those are really physical reasons that we overeat. But again, it is the mental that's going to help us overcome the physical that's going to help us make the change to get there. So let's talk about some of the mental reasons that we overeat. I'm going to talk about three big ones. And we are going to start with habit. Um, A lot of us overeat purely just out of habit. Okay, I know that I do. (laughs) I am a member of the clean plate club. Okay, I, I just clear my plate. I do I eat all the food on my plate, small plate, big plate, put it in front of me, I clear my plate. It's really a habit. I've, I've always done it. It is something I'm working on. Um, It's not like my parents stood over me when I was young. And, um, you know, I clear your plate, you got to clear your plate. Nope, that's not not what happened. I just automatically have always done it. I'll we'll dig into the reasons for that a little bit later. um, Because I kind of figured it out. But the point is, it's become a habit. It's just what I do. So that's, you know, one of the uh, ways we overeat is out of habit. I mean, I'm not hungry. A lot of the time, I'm just eating it because it's on my plate. The other bad habit that I do, um, that makes me overeat, is that I will pick leftover food off my kids plate. Yeah, it's not pretty. It's not very classy either. Um, It's just it's really kind of gross, because we will have just finished a meal, which you know, I just cleared my plate and, you know, taking the plates up and, you know, kind of cleaning up, doing the dishes. And if there's leftover food on their plates, a lot of the times I'll just pick it up and put it in my mouth, you know? Um, And I, it makes me feel gross. I'm full. I'm not hungry. I'm doing it sometimes subconsciously. Sometimes I realize I'm doing it. I'm like, why am I doing this? You know? And it's just out of habit. Um, A lot of people, I've had a lot of people tell me they do the same thing. They'll pick off their kid's plate kind of 
um, unconsciously, not realizing they're doing it, or when they're preparing food, they will pop things in their mouth as they're cooking along the way um, and not realize it. And, you know, not wanting to eat, but they're doing it anyway, which is overeating. And what's interesting is this comes up a lot in Feast to Fast. People will gain an awareness around this because when, um, when you're trying to fast and when you hit your fast button, we use an app um, called Zero to kind of track our fasts. And so you physically hit that fast button and, um, and you're, you're not wanting to eat. And then people will realize that they're just kind of unconsciously popping food in their mouth as they clean up the kitchen or as they're cooking or whatever it may be. Um, and that is one way that one reason that we overeat is just these habits that um, we start and just kind of take over our bodies. And honestly, y'all, that is what habits are. Habits can be great for us or habits can be a real disservice for us. But the way that the brain works is that the brain is always looking for things that you do over and over. Okay, it is just memorizing the thoughts that you have, the feelings you feel, the actions you take. And when you do something repeatedly, your brain's like, oh, okay, this is her MO. This is, you know, her, the way that she works. We know what to do here. And so it kind of stores that away. And then whenever you come into that situation, for me, it's eating, you know, sitting down to a plate of food. The brain's like, oh, I, I, I got this. I know what you do here. You eat your all your food. That's just kind of what you do. So go on with it and you can pay attention to something else. Um, we got this because we know how you roll. And that's really what a habit is, right? It is something that we do repeatedly that becomes a habit, whether it's good or whether it's bad. But what's going on in the brain is we're making these these neural pathways, kind of like these grooves in our brain um, that become... Um, become what we do. And it can be so hard to break a habit, you know, habits are hard to break, um, or create a new habit. Um, This can be that's why it's, you know, it's hard to do either one of those things is because we get these grooves in our brain, our brain gets his groove on, it knows how we roll. And it just kind of takes over for us when we're not even realizing it. So, you know, the first step is just realizing what habits are making you overeat. Okay. Um, do you get together with your friends and, you know, over drink or overeat pizza every Friday night? Um, you know, what are the habits that you do? Do you have a, um, a morning habit? of stopping by the donut shop or, you know, or, or whatever, whatever it may be, where are you finding that you have a habit that leads you to overeat? Okay. So that's the number one thing we have to look at is just things that we're doing on repeat, basically subconsciously over and over and over. That is our habit. The second biggest reason that we overeat, um, is basically just out of this desire or an urge, like we want what we want, right? We like food, it tastes good, and we want to have it. Now, this can really be driven by a physical issue. So when I was doing the the first video explaining the more physical reasons um, that we overeat, 
Um, one of the things that I talk about is this, this dopamine response that we get in our brain. So dopamine is a, is a neurotransmitter. Um, and we get a release of dopamine um, when we do something that's pleasurable. Um, we get kind of this hit of dopamine in response to pleasure. It's like a reward. And so when we eat something that tastes good, we get a little hit of dopamine. Okay. And so this is why when we eat sugar and we get this hit of dopamine and it tastes good, it's like, Ooh, I want more of that. Here's the problem though. Here's how your dopamine response gets out of whack. Okay. When we are eating too much sugar, too many processed foods, um, most of those foods are intensely flavorful, right? They are really sweet or they're really spicy or they're really salty. Um, you know, food manufacturers are notorious for adding chemicals that purposefully light up like these dopamine receptors in our brain. Um, and make us feel that pleasure and get that reward so that we will want to go back and eat it again. Okay, so that there is most definitely that going on. And you know, if we keep eating those things, if we're like, you know, eating hot Cheetos, and it's like, oh, it's just so spicy and, you know, tasty and good, and we love it. Um, then, you know, it lights up our brain and it wants us creates this desire to have more and more of it, our dopamine, um, is responding to that. The problem is, is that um, real food cannot compare to this chemically laden food that we, um, that we eat, right? So, um, you know, historically, somebody might have had a nice juicy peach for dessert. Okay, that would have just been such a treat you know, just think before there were no grocery stores or anything like that. You know, you just, you have a peach tree and they only grow seasonally and you get this peach and it's so juicy and so sweet and so rewarding and it's delicious and you're so satisfied and you, you know, your taste buds are responding. They, it loves it. And you get this nice hit of dopamine, um, you know, this pleasure response. Well, I mean, a nice juicy peach cannot compare with like, you know, a chemical cookie, <laughs> you know? And so what happens is our brains get trained to not respond to reasonably to real foods and only want, only desire these intensely sweet, savory, flavorful, overstimulating, hyper palatable foods. And after a while, just like what can happen with a, uh, you know, drugs and a drug addict or an alcoholic is that a little doesn't become enough. You know, it's the same with food with sugar, um, is that we can eat, you know, a cookie and get that dopamine hit. And then it's, it's not enough. Your brain gets kind of used to that. And it's like, I need more to get my hit, to get my fix. So now you eat, have to eat five cookies. Okay. You can see how this dysregulated dopamine response, um, same with our taste buds, you know, our taste buds just get totally, um, overstimulated by these foods and they don't become, um, real food doesn't become pleasurable anymore. And n neither does a reasonable portion of, 
um, of these other foods, you know, of, of these um, more processed foods. And so then we need more and more and we're driven to eat more and more. And it just becomes kind of um, its own beast, you know. And so what do we do to overcome that? Okay, because that can be a very physical problem. Here's what I'm talking about. That can be a very physical problem brought on, um, you know, by food or alcohol or drugs or what, you know, whatever it may be. But it's going to take a very mental response to overcome it. I mean, period, the end. That's, that's what it's going to take. So when we feel that urge or desire to eat something that um, maybe, you know, maybe is not good for us, you know, um, or maybe it's just too much of something and you're just wanting more, you're wanting that pleasure of it then um, what it's going to take is for you to recognize that, recognize that urge, recognize that desire and not answer it. Okay. Think of it as somebody knocking on the door of your brain. Like this desire is knocking on the door of your brain. We want, we want five chips Ahoy cookies. Come on. Um, Think of it as, you know, a little, a toddler. Think of a toddler throwing a tantrum in a grocery store. Oh, mamas, we have all been there. My goodness. Um, And they're throwing an all out tantrum because they want the sugar. They want their candy bar. And, you know, what we try to do as moms is deny them that, no, you don't need that candy bar, you know, um, unless we're just desperate. And then sometimes we give in, right? That happens. But, you know, what we try to do is, is deny them and say, no, you don't, you don't get the candy bar. Um, But you know, as adults, a lot of the time we will not deny ourselves. We will act like the toddler, stomp our feet, want what we want, want that sugar, want the, you know, the spicy chips, or want the extra glass of wine, and we won't deny ourselves. Um, but that is what we have to do. We have to sit and realize that urge, what is happening and just kind of feel that discomfort of wanting it and not getting it And that. It sucks. I mean, there's just really no other way. (laughs) There's no other way to put it, but it sucks. But here's what I have to tell you. Any kind of change that you're going to make, any kind of results that you want to get, to better yourself is going to come on the other side of discomfort. Because think about it, anytime we are trying to implement change, it's usually something that we're not used to doing that we don't want to do. That's why all of these, you know, uh, not all of these, I have plenty of clients that follow through and do what they need to do. Um, But the clients that don't um, follow through or do what they need to do is because they don't want to feel that discomfort. Change is hard. There is no doubt about it. But if we do want change, if we want to stop overeating, over drinking, we have to overcome the discomfort. It's kind of like when we do a sugar detox. So week one of Feast of Fast is a sugar detox. And it's hard. You know, we are taking away a lot of these stimulating, hyper palatable, foods, taking that away from our brains, from away from our taste buds, um, going into that detox mode. 
and we want that food bag. We want it, you know, it is hard, but we know that on the other side of that discomfort, because, and there's true physical discomfort that it comes along with that, you know, headaches and exhaustion and um, all kinds of things that happen when you're going through a detox. But we know that on the other side of that discomfort are better results, right? That's where the results are. And so you have to, um, you have to be present with that discomfort and just overcome it if you want to see better results. And so when it comes to overeating, eating when we're not hungry, eating more than we want, um, eating against, you know, feeling against our will, recognize that urge, recognize that desire and knocking at the door of your brain and don't answer it. Sit in the discomfort of it, acknowledge it and move on. I know it sounds easier than it is. It's not easy. I'm not saying that at all. But the more that you can recognize that and understand and really take to heart that results are on the other side of discomfort, it's going to make it easier. Okay. The last major big reason that we overeat, and it is a big one, y'all, is in response to some kind of feeling or emotion. Okay. How often have you heard somebody say, or maybe this is you, I'm a stress eater. When I am stressed out, um, my face is in the bag of chips and it doesn't stop until it hits the bottom, right? Um, there are many, many emotions and feelings that lead us to overeat. The key is identifying what yours is. Let me tell you some of the reasons that, um, some of the emotions and feelings that drive me to eat when I'm not hungry or overeat. Okay. So one is, um, when I'm doing, when actually when I'm doing my work, okay. If I'm working, um, even just like preparing for this podcast or preparing for a video, I get kind of anxious about doing them. I am not comfortable recording these podcasts still y'all. I'm not, um, anytime I do a video, I get nervous. Um, or when I'm trying to work on a writing, a writing project for something we're doing in Christian health club, um, and I get stuck, these are all times when I'm working that I'm either anxious or frustrated or something like that. Um, and so I will find myself getting up and wandering into the kitchen and opening the, you know, the cabinet or the fridge and just kind of start rummaging around. Sometimes it's like, I don't even realize I'm doing it, you know? And sometimes I'm like, I do. And I'm like, what am I doing? I'm not hungry. But I'm trying to avoid that feeling, that anxiousness, that um, frustration of being stuck in my work. And I can't, if I'm, especially when I'm writing and I can't think of something, I'm kind of, you know, stuck where I am. Um, then I will try to fill that void or cover up that uncomfortable feeling, cover up that discomfort with food. Let me tell you another reason that um, I, well, this one would be over drinking. There is nothing that will drive me to a bottle of Chardonnay faster than doing math homework with my son. And I'm sorry, that is just the straight up truth. <laughs> Y'all know how I feel about math. It is not my strong suit. I don't really care for it. It's hard for me. Um, and you also know how I feel about Chardonnay. I do quite like it. But what happens is when I'm working with my son trying to help him with math and I don't really understand what's going on because the way they teach it now is so jackadoodle um, and he doesn't know 
what he's doing and I can't explain it to him because it's not the way that I know how to do it. We're both frustrated. Um, I don't want to be doing it, but I have to because I got to help my son. You know, it is just a very frustrating place to be. And I don't want to feel that frustration. I'm like, what I got, what can I do? Anything to make this more tolerable. And so I will go to the fridge and pour myself a glass of wine. Now, a lot of you might be like, well, what's wrong with that? That sounds okay to me. (laughs) Um, And it's just that for me, for my personal health goals, um, I am trying not to drink during the week. Um, I'm trying to be a wow, a wow mom, wine on weekends only. So, um, and so it doesn't match up with what I want to do. I don't want to drink during the week. Um, like I said, it's not, it doesn't match up with my health goals. It does not um, produce my best productivity, promote my best productivity. And it's, it's something I'm trying to avoid. And yet, um, I am, you know, have to really fight that urge Fight trying to cover up that emotion that I'm feeling with food, with drink, okay, in both of those cases. So that for you, that might look like, again, having a really hard day at the office, your boss yelling at you, you coming home, grabbing the chips, grabbing the cookies. Maybe you have a fight with your spouse um, about something and it, um, it, it makes you upset, it makes you sad you know, and it drives you to eat or drink something. Maybe you got a, you know, piece of bad news and it drives you to the kitchen. There are so many reasons you can be sitting there, you know, paying your bills and be totally stressed out and try to avoid that feeling and get up and eat something. I mean, there's, there's, it could be anything in the whole wide world that, you know, you could be responding to with food to avoid the emotion or that feeling. And the only way for you to know what it is, is to identify it. So another interesting, as I was kind of digging into this work of doing this, what I realized about me overeating with clearing my plate, like, you know, just eating all the food and also with eating off my kid's plate is that I am responding to the feeling of guilt because when there is food left over on the plate, um, you know, I, you know, I feel I'm like, it's such a waste. It's such a waste of food. And it, it, it literally like produces a feeling of me, like it hurts me and it makes me feel guilty that there's this food left over here and that there, you know, are children starving in Africa. And no, my parents didn't say that to me either. I just, I don't know. I don't know where I got all this as a young person, but that's another thing to know is that, you know, we get programmed in our minds from very young. And, um, and so we can be responding to these emotions that we've carried around for with us for a long time. So I, um, I feel guilty if there's wasted food, but what I realized was that I'm not helping anybody in Africa with no food by eating this food on this plate, by overeating food. That does nothing for those people, but it sure is a huge disservice to me, right? And so I'm really working through that right now and um, really pausing in that time um, and trying, you know, not to clear my plate, not to pick off my kids' plates, the leftovers, because it's there and because I feel like it's wasteful. I either um, 
save it for the dog or the chickens when appropriate, or I throw it away. And I, y'all, it is hard for me to scrape food off in the trash. It is, it is just hard. It really does hurt for me to do that. Um, it, you know, if there's not enough to save for leftovers either, cause I love leftovers too. You know, I'm very happy with that. Um, but this, you can see like, this is a whole mind thing that I've been having to work through and it is in response to the emotion of guilt. So it can be a lot of things. And what you have to do is identify that for yourself, find that place where you are responding to emotion. This is a lot of the time. This is a lot of the behavior that leads to, to binge eating. Um, it can progress to that. Um, when we are trying to avoid feeling something we don't want to feel. And again, it is overcoming and working through that discomfort to get to the results. The results are the on the other side of discomfort. And so for me, if I, if I want the results in my body and in my productivity um, that I want to get to match up with my goals, that does not include drinking during the week. Okay, and so what am I going to have to do? I'm going to have to feel the feels of frustration and just get over myself. You know, like, is this the hardest thing I have to deal with is math homework? Can I just get over myself right now? You know, I know a lot of us have do have very hard things to deal with um, and overcome. And, and you know, but a, lo a lot of times we blow it up to be so much bigger than it really is. Okay, so we have to have some perspective here. Um, am I going to die if I'm frustrated because of math homework? No, I'm not. I can just feel a little frustrated, uh, work through it, um, get over myself, think of all of my blessings. I'm always trying to shift my perspective, look at things through my God goals, G-O-D-G-G-L-E-S, God goals, and um, get a different perspective on things. And so work through that instead of um, trying to avoid feeling the feeling or the emotion. And because here's what sucks about responding to emotions and feeling with food or drink. You're trying, you know, we do that in order to not feel that feeling in order to kind of buffer ourselves, put something between us and that feeling. So whether it's a bag of chips or a bottle of wine or whatever it is, but what ends up happening is that doesn't solve anything, right? It never does. It feels good in the moment. We get that momentary hit of pleasure, that hit of dopamine that feels good. Um, but 20 minutes, 30 minutes later, whatever it is, that problem, you know, is likely can be still there. You know, we can still feel stressed out that our boss yelled at us earlier in the day. Uh, the food didn't solve the problem. The food doesn't solve the problem that our schedule is so big and overwhelming and we feel overwhelmed and we eat food, um, you know, to just try to buffer that. But what happens is that schedule is still busy and we've eaten the bag of chips. So now we've, you know, now we've just double ourselves, you know, <laughs> and so it doesn't serve us to respond to feelings with food or drink. And um, we really have to pay attention to doing that. It is how we overcome emotional eating, y'all. This is such a big topic. Um, but the first step is to identify that. Okay, so let's just kind of recap. So, you know, we have habits that get ingrained in us, um, you know, that make these grooves in our brains, the, the behavior that we 
repeat over and over. And so if we, if we do repeat this behavior over and over in response to emotions, you know, if every time we go straight for the bag of chips, when we feel stressed, our brain also memorizes that. Okay. And so then that becomes your habit. That becomes your go-to. That becomes your MO. And that's when we start overeating, eating more than we want to without even realizing it when it feels like an alien has overtaken our body. So all of these kind of work together, right? Um, so we have to identify those habits, um, identify those, um, those emotions that are driving us to eat. And we have to sit in the presence of our urges and desires, those times that we want it we want it because we want it. And we have to sit in that discomfort and just overcome that. I feel like this is such a drag, <laughs> y'all. <laughs> like this is such a drag. Like what? I thought you're going to give us some kind of magic bullet to overcome it. Nope. It's just straight up mind work. But I will tell you a few things that, you know, that you can do. Let me give you, some, let's end on some um, helpful, hopeful notes. Um, one Bible verse that I'm meditating on for myself um, is, um, in the Christian health club, we call not overeating and stopping when you're full, getting your roof on because, um, there is a, this really just little verse in Ruth that most people would never even, it would never register. It would never stick out. But of course it stuck out to me when I read it. It's Ruth two fourteen, and it's when Ruth is eating with Boaz and it says, um, she ate until she was satisfied and then she had some leftover. I'm like, oh my gosh, homegirl stopped when she was full. Ruth, you're my hero. I want to get my Ruth on. And so <laughs> that's what we always refer to um, getting our Ruth on. If we want to really try to stop when we're full and recognize that feeling and be mindful of that. And so um, I am working on that. And so that might be something, a, a scripture verse that you can take with you too, to get your roof on, um, to be mindful when you're not hungry, to not eat, to not answer that urge that's knocking at your brain door. Another thing you have to, you know, you can kind of run through with yourself is, are you really hungry? Um, sometimes if we, you know, what we think is hunger is often, it's just a craving or it's thirst. And so I ask, um, I ask my members of the Christian health club to run through this mind, throat, belly kind of pause. Okay. So if you are wanting to eat, you need to stop and think, is this in my mind? Is this a craving? Do I want cookies? You know, it, if it's because I want cookies, it's probably a craving. If in my mind, a chicken breast doesn't sound good, then, you know, then I'm not, it's not really hunger. It's a craving. It's a desire. It's an urge. It's what you want because you want it. Okay. That's not hunger. Um, you also pause and just kind of feel in your throat. Are you parched? Are you thirsty? Because a lot of times what we think is hunger um, is really just that we're thirsty, that we're dehydrated. And so start with um, drinking some water and making sure you're dehydrated. And a lot of times that can fix it. And then finally, in your belly, if you feel true hunger, like you're like, oh yeah, I could totally get down on a chicken breast right now, then you are hungry. And then, you know, that would be an appropriate time to eat. Um, it's also a good exercise to run through when you're fasting. Um, is really um, a lot, a lot of fasting 
is mental. It's pushing through mental boundaries. And it's why we have to call on the Holy Spirit for help in that. Um, but you can also kind of run through this mind, throat, belly experience for that too. Um, so that's a good pause to do, to, to know if you're really hungry um, and to help you recognize that if you're not hungry, then you're just overeating. You're eating in response to urges, desires, habits, cravings, um, all of those things, right? And then um, just, again, I want you to kind of let, help, let this be your new mantra. This um, results are on the other side of discomfort. Because that is the truth. No matter what your goal is, it is going to require some change in habits and, you know, in what you do. And it's probably not going to feel good in, in the beginning. Um, but if you can push through that discomfort, push through, recognize the emotions and not try to cover them up, but just feel them, understand them, you know, the thing is, is that we're not, we're not promised to feel good 100% of the time. That's just kind of not what the human experience is. And so um, we are going to have times when we feel frustrated and sad and stressed and depressed. And um, answering that with food does not solve the problem. It only creates health problems for you. And so um, sitting in that discomfort a little bit to get on the other side of it is where you will see the, the results. Um, and so we can hashtag that with feel the feels. You got to feel your feels if you want to get over this overeating problem. Okay. All right, my friends. Um, that was a lot of heady stuff today. Pun totally intended. So I hope you take that with you and really, um, kind of gnaw on that. And um, what I asked my members of the Christian Health Club to do was get a piece of paper out and just really kind of brain dump and think about the reasons why, you know, what are the habits that you have right now that, that make you and lead you to overeat? What are foods that might be triggering a response that leads you, that drive you to overeat? You know, can you eat a cookie without eating the bag. If you can't, then you probably sh should just not have the cookie at all. You know, you might need to let your dopamine and your taste buds reset a, li a little, you know, get that back on track. So you're not feeling that, um, that urge and that desire for more dopamine hits. Um, you might need to abstain from some foods from a while for a while until things kind of reset. So, you know, what are those foods driving you to want to eat more? What are the emotions that leads you to overeat. Um, next time you find yourself standing in front of the fridge when you don't even know how you got there or don't want to be there or are already so full, think, what What did I just think? What just happened here? What just happened here? <laughs> what is going on? Um, ask yourself that and you will start to see your patterns and see um, how your feelings are leading you into overeating, okay? All right, my friends, this is important stuff. Full spirit, mind, and body for health and wellness. So I hope you take it to heart. Have a wonderful, um, healthy, and blessed week, and I will talk to you soon.
and remember that my mom is an awesome nutritionist, but she's not a doctor. The information in this podcast is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent disease. Always talk to your doctor before making changes to your nutrition or exercise program. Thanks for listening. Have a healthy and blessed week.